It is a Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. On today's episode, Jacob Winans will be coming back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about how important is it for Alexander Barkov to have a fast start this season. We're also going to be talking about the new COVID protocols in the NHL, along with Hall of Fame posters up. And we're also going to be talking about a new radio home for the Florida Panthers come next season, all on today's episode of the Lockdown. Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, August 17th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Lockdown NHL and Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Road. And we'll be covering all the offseason activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, uh, today on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, as we mentioned, uh, Jacob Winans is back uh, off the IR to discuss more about this offseason for the Florida Panthers. And let, let's just get right into it. Uh, Jacob, welcome back to the show, and it's great to have you back off the IR. Yeah, um, really appreciate you having me. It's, it's really good to be back after a tough couple weeks. Um, Definitely excited to talk some Panthers hockey, and and um, yeah, thanks for having me back. Thanks for holding it down. Absolutely, and you, your your spot was never going to go away, uh, even with the even with the being off for a few weeks. Of course, it's the off season; different schedules come around for for both of us um, outside of doing this. But yeah, let let's get right into it. So, something that really it that really caught my eye with my conversation with Kirby Loopall uh, the other day on talking about where Barkov kind of how he starts his season. Of course, I'm, I'm never worried about how, how Barkov performs through as a, throughout the season as a whole. And historically for Barkov um, in October and November, 170 games played 131 points in his career. But the, but from December 1st, all the way to the end of the season, it's it's a completely different Alexander Barkov than what we what we see in the first two months, and it, it, it's crazy how different how different it is for him. And this really didn't happen until Yarmir Yager came into the picture. Four hundred twenty-two points in four hundred twenty-six games played from December first all the way until the end of the season. So all mostly a point per game for from Alexander Barkov from December first on. And if the, if this weren't a situation where there was a trade for Matthew Kachuk and a, a coaching change in Paul Maurice, it, it wouldn't really bother me if if he were to have the the same numbers in October and November and then ex- explode towards the later parts of the season. But I really do think that this season in particular, it's really there really needs to be a point of emphasis of Alexander Barkov being at that level that he always has been from December 1st onward, especially 
especially when you're ha- when you're bringing in these two new characters that's going to have an identity change for the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. Um, Bar- um, perhaps more than any other season before, this is the year that he's really going to have to um, prove himself as the leader of the franchise. Um, and with that, uh, you have to set a tone early. Um, and with Barkov in particular, we're, we're talking about the, the captain of the team. And in years past, he hasn't always had that hot start from October through November. Um, sometimes it takes him a little while to get his, to get his uh, legs going and to find the score sheet. Um, I, I don't know exactly what year it was, but I remember uh, at least a couple of seasons ago that he, he didn't score his first goal of the year until maybe game 11, I want to say, against New York, uh, against the Rangers. Uh, you might have to fact check me on that, but it was he had a really long scoring drought uh, to start a year not too not too many seasons ago, and and it's um, historically it has kind of followed the team's success because the Panthers until recent seasons have had a really difficult time starting seasons. They they would get off to a slow start and get hot later on in the year and try to claw their way back into the playoff race. But the season it can't be won in the first two months, but it can be lost in the first two months. Um, so Barkov, I, I'm hoping he's grown out of that, that slow start phase of his career. Um, but yeah, he, he's definitely a guy, he, he's such a smart player. He, he's a guy who, um, he, he's never going to stay cold for long, um, but we, we definitely are, are looking for more consistency from him to, to begin seasons. Um, another aspect that I hadn't really given much thought to until we uh, brought up this topic is uh, Barkov as a, like I said, such a smart player. Um, maybe there's something to that where he plays better against teams the second time he sees them in the year after he's already seen what they're what they what they bring to the table he's gotten some film on them uh and can kind of pick them apart the second time he plays them um but he he's he's so gifted um he, he really really don't need to rely on that so much he can he can go out there and dominate games at will so i'd like to see him do that uh pedal to the metal from the very beginning of the year and especially because we don't know what exactly what the line pairings are going to look like. As far as on paper, I think what's best right now is still to have that Verhage-Barkov combo on line one and then Kachuk being on line two. But Paul Maurice can might as well say screw it and just put Matthew Kachuk on that top line. And if and of course, Matthew Kachuk being on the being on the top line, of course, if, if Barkov's numbers um, do be are at that point of a game pace um, throughout the first throughout October and November of the season, then hey, that's a big benefit for Barkov. But hey, there's there's also been that chemistry that Barkov and Verhage were able to build throughout these last two seasons, and of course, that that is when that is it's not a coincidence that Barkov has had the best two seasons of his career. These last two seasons, one of them coming with a Selkie trophy to his name and one, another one being that he almost scored 40 goals. If it hadn't been for him getting hurt in the middle of the season and missing 15 games. So, Hey, who, who, who knows what kind of shakeup we could see come um, game one of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, with, with Barkov, the, the line pairings are, are almost endless with what you could do with Barkov as your center. Uh, the, the one thing that the Panthers really do have going for them is they're so strong down the middle with Barkov, Bennett, um, Lundell, and Listerinen in particular. And, and there's so many options you can have with Barkov. And it's, it's gotten to a point where it's almost like a Sidney Crosby in his prime. You can pretty much stick anyone on his wings and they'll be productive. 
because Barkov is just such a, a, an incredible player. He attracts all the defensive attention. He's so good at getting people open. And uh, if you have your stick on the ice, there's a good chance you're going to find the score sheet that night uh, just because Barkov is your center. So there's a lot that they can do with him. Um, one thing I, that I, I hadn't really uh, given a whole lot of thought to until Duclair's injury was the fact that Sam Bennett actually has a lot of experience in Calgary playing on the wing, um, not just as a center. I could even see a scenario where Bennett where Bennett gets a crack on, on a wing um, and Lindell is the 2C and Listerine is the 3C. There's there's so many options Paul Maurice could go with, and um, it, it'll be really interesting to see how it shakes out. But but Barkov, uh, no matter who you put on his wing, no matter what the line, the line pairings and combinations look like, Barkov is going to have to be the engine of this team. Uh, especially now that that Huberdeau, his his longtime running mate, is is no longer in the picture. The Bennett to the wing is likely gonna, in my opinion, gonna have to be probably for an injury situation for the Panthers. Um, let's say they they'll need an Alexi Hepaniemi to be on the fourth line of center, center uh, in that situation, put, putting Bennett um, up and then Lusterinen up one as well. Even though Hepaniemi can also play. Uh, wing as well so I think that will be a situation where an injury and it's not it's not about if it's about when an injury happens because these lines that we see game one they're not always going to be there every every single night uh, for the Panthers and any NHL team and NHL.com had their uh, center rankings for uh, not we 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 spoke about I spoke about last week about uh, center rankings for, for team but they also put center rankings for individual players, and Barkov was ranked the sixth best center in the NHL. I, I don't remember the whole all of the names um, in front of them. One of them in front of them was Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid. What was another one? Sidney Crosby, uh, another one as well. So it's elite company that Alexander Barkov is still in, and I'm six for me sounds just about right for Barkov to be. And hey, I'm not complaining about where he stands. Um, as far as the NHL landscape. Yeah, uh, the recognition is finally coming for Barkov. Now, uh, looking at those center rankings, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was McDavid, um, Matthews, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, and Sidney Crosby as the five ahead of him. Uh, I would argue that he's, he's now past Sidney Crosby, as Sidney Crosby's gotten later in his career. I think Barkov is the better player now. And I think you can make a case for him being better than uh, Leon Dreisaitl as well. Uh, Dreisaitl has the benefit of playing on a, on a team with Connor McDavid. Um, and, and because of that, he doesn't have to carry so much of the responsibility as the, the lead man. Uh, so I would argue that Barkov is really more of a top four instead of a top six. But anyway, any way you cut it, he's, he's definitely one of the, the, the very best centers, very best players all around in this entire sport. So um, it's good to see him getting that recognition now. Absolutely. And the Florida Panthers definitely do have one of the best um, in the league on their own team. And and but we're gonna we're gonna transition over to segment number two where we're going to talk about some new COVID protocols for the NHL as they announced yesterday. We're gonna talk about that and more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But today's podcast is brought to you by the National Health Traffic Safety Administration. And it can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few can become too many. It's time to go and for a moment you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober 
or get pulled over. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It's a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Armando Velez, I got Jacob Winans here from PantherParkway.com. So, Jacob, um, the NHL just announced their new COVID protocols um, yesterday. And here's a little bit of what um, I'm just going to read it uh, word for word on some of the some of the the main topics of the COVID protocols. So here, here's a few of, of the bullet points. Clubs have right to suspend any unvaccinated player unpaid for days missed due to quarantine slash travel rules unless they te- test positive or medical religious exemption. No player shall be denied opportunities to participate based on vaccination status. Players who show COVID-19 system must take rapid tests. Positive players who show upper respiratory infection systems or fall ill must have cardiac tests after isolation. Clubs must disclose positive tests to the media and or public. So... It seems more as now the NHL is going towards um, teams deciding on discipline more than the league is. Of course, we had the situation with uh, Tyler Bertuzzi uh, last year with the Detroit Red Wings that he wasn't even allowed to go to Canada. Um, And of course, the New Jersey Devils that happened with Mackenzie Blackwood as well. But it doesn't say anything about a coach. And I know we I, I know I talked about last week about. Um, one of the assistant coaches that was let go of the Columbus Blue Jackets due to vaccination status. So it looks like for, for this, it, it doesn't say anything about coaches, um, but it, it now looks like as if the NHL is letting it go a little bit and and is more saying, hey, we'll put it more on the teams doing it um, instead of the whole league. Yeah, that's definitely the the sense I get from from the the new guidelines. I think it's um, like we all talked about when we first had the the COVID bubble and and we had the the NHL playoffs, the ending to that season in the bubble situation. This was never going to be just a short um, no, not a short um, transition period, uh, to put it that way. It was never going to be a, a quick thing that we're just out of. So it's it's following the trend of having a gradual process of moving back to something normal. Um, so I, I, I'm happy that the NHL isn't rushing it entirely or disregarding um, what we're, what we're still dealing with. Um, I, I, I do like the guidelines they're putting out. Um, one thing that stood out to me uh, with that is the, the uh, necessary cardiac test. That's hugely important. Um, there's, there's definitely been um, a number of athletes who have had uh, from after contracting COVID had, had heart issues um, afterwards, and it's important to catch those things um, to avoid any kind of tragedies on the ice. Uh, so that's that's something I'm happy the NHL is being proactive with. But but yeah, like you said, uh, it's more it's more focused on the teams and, and governing themselves accordingly. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's a good transition. We're we're hopefully taking these positive steps back to a normal uh, normal life post pandemic. But uh, it, it's definitely something that that was never going to go away overnight. And it's it's moving in the right direction, albeit slow. Yeah, and the NHL of all the sports leagues are in a more difficult situation than any of the others because of the fact that they have more, they have seven teams um, in in Canada, and, and while baseball has won and the NBA have have won as well, so it, it's the 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 NHL has to be 
they they're not they can't afford to be as flexible than than what the other than what the other leagues um do i i i think i think at one point it was the nba that said you can't play any games in toronto against the raptors um and i think that's still a rule I, I, someone will have to fact check me on that as well but now that it's leading on to the teams and once again um now that with 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 any symptoms it's right away you're going to be te- you're going to be tested but of course now again that more people are starting to get them um, to get the shot as well that we are at a point that even if there more people contract it as well there is a better sense that that there's no or, like original freak out because there's a saying today's overreactions might be tomorrow's underreactions um so maybe maybe an overreaction at first for for the pandemic when it first hit but hey this was this was a cautious approach that society had to take for a little while and now that even though it's weird for me to say tail end of this because I still don't believe that we are at the tail end of this. You said this is never ending, but the fact that the awareness is still there, that this is still a thing, but still taking the proper steps to making sure everyone is okay. Because like you said, the a very high physical sport of players chain the fly. This had without a car the NHL is also preventing themselves from a possible lawsuit as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and the health of players comes first. And a lot of times, like, like you said, we're talking about uh, hockey as a sport and hockey is a, a sport that's well known that, that the players in hockey don't want to sit out. Hockey players would like to play through anything. And sometimes uh, it's most important to protect them from themselves. Um, put the players' health first, even when the players don't want to put their own health first. Um, and that's not a knock on hockey players at all. It, it, it's admirable that, that hockey players are, are, like you said, they're like, like we talk about all the time, hockey is a tough, tough sport, and you have to be a different, a different breed of tough to play this. Um, so putting their, their health and safety first is, is most important. And, yeah, this, this is not something that's ever going to go away. We're, we've... We've been living through a, a period of history that's going to be remembered forever as as a, you know, it, it's a landmark in, in in human history, really. And and the fact that the NHL is is trying to adapt to it and 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 get as close to normal as we can possibly get to, uh, I think I think we're moving in the right direction. Absolutely, and ho- ho- hopefully we 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 say that this thing sounds like it's never ending, but hopefully a year from now. We are talking about something that is hopefully even more at the tail end, even though it, even though it's really not. But in the next segment, we are going to discuss the Florida Panthers having to find a new radio home for next season. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf. And the BMW Championship is this week, so get your uh, golf bets in for the FedEx Cup playoffs. 
BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It's a Winans Wednesday here, so I got Jacob Winans here from pantherparkway.com. And Jacob, um, I didn't first hear about this until George Richards from Florida Hockey Now posted an article about the Panthers having to look for a radio home because uh, 560 The Joe WQAM just agreed to have the Miami Heat as their new home for basketball for the season. And of course, um, Panther fans and Heat fans know that these are two sports that really happen at the same time. Their season starts at the same time. Their finals um, happen at the same time. A lot of times the Florida Panthers and the Miami Heat are playing games on the same night. So which means Mm -hmm. that there is it 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 means that the Panthers in this situation are the the odd man out in this situation. And we've seen we were talking about this pre-recording. A lot of times during Miami Dolphins games and Miami Hurricanes games, the Florida Panthers have had to always go to an alternate channel. Same thing with Bally Sports Florida, even previously Fox Sports Florida, uh changing to um Bally Sports Sun on an or an alternate channel or an HD two, you name it. Um are, 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 do you think that we're seeing a swap of radio stations from uh, from the Panthers going back to 790? Or is it going to be a situation where they pick up 940? Because that I believe 940 is also the affiliate of the Marlins as well locally in South Florida. So the, where, where do you think that that lies with the Panthers? Um, I could see it. I could see it being a, a, like you said, kind of a swap and going back to to 790. I could really see that happening. Um, it's unfortunate um, the the situation the Panthers are often in, uh, kind of being the little brother of the South Florida sports market. Uh, it's something that that as South Florida sports fans, uh, it's a blessing and a curse because we have we have everything in South Florida. We've got NBA, NFL, NHL. We have um, the MLB. We have a, an elite an elite um, college program down there in, in Miami. So uh, all of these, all these teams, uh, they all have their own individual market and they're all trying to uh, carve out their space in, in the South Florida market. And for the Panthers, hockey is the, the most non-traditional out of all of those sports. So um, no matter how good they are, uh, they, they may fall by the wayside sometimes and, and be second choice or third choice. And it's something we have to live with uh, being so spoiled, having everyone, having all of our teams here in one market. So um, it is unfortunate, but um, no, it's not, I wouldn't say it's cause for any any major panic or concern. Uh, the radio uh, is not not really the the biggest um, the biggest market, uh, biggest attention for for sports now. It's mostly in, in TV, and they're set on TV now. Um, but yeah, I I could see them going back to 790 uh, wherever they wherever they end up. Uh, the radio team does a fantastic job. Uh, Doug Plagans and, and his whole team they're they're fantastic. Um, his goal calls are electric. So definitely, if you haven't listened to the Panthers on the radio or whatever home they find, you have to. It's a must. Um, but yeah, it's it's just another one of those cases where where they're going to have to work around the other the other teams and the other sports in the area. Where we're very privileged in that way to have everything right at our fingertips and and within driving distance, all in one uh, one uh, geographic space. And there's going to come a time 
with how cars evolutionized that radio dials and AM and FM radio might be a thing of the past. I don't know how long in advance. My car isn't in the situation where I have apps on my on my um on on my car. I'm not my car is not that advanced. But eventually right. when when I get my next one, it's likely going to be have those apps like SiriusXM, um even the NHL app where NHL app provides the the games for free mlb you have to pay for it which i i do unfortunately um but there's a situation there might be a situation where this might be also the start of the tail end of sports like satellite actual satellite radio um that you have to have for a a feed um as well and that it might not even matter what kind of radio dial you might be putting in that eventually everything is going to go towards internet radio because odyssey is growing as well and that and panther games are on odyssey as well so even if you're out of the region for for the panthers many fans have so many opportunities to tune into this team regardless of the radio dial it's really it's really if for people at this point is if they don't have a, a smart what well, uh, if you if people don't have a smartphone these days uh, i'm kind of questioning but <laughs> but it's yeah. really for people who don't have the advanced vehicles as well that don't have the bluetooth connect i mean my first car didn't have any of that and i had to rely on radio or even playing something on my phone on speaker in order for for a, um, a radio feed on an app for my phone so i think this is also the the start of um possibly the end of satellite radio as well yeah it's more it's honestly more of a technology thing at this point um where where we're in a a period of transition away from this this uh technology and uh sports radio is is something that's so um it's it's so vital uh, or it has been uh just going back uh decades and decades and decades uh people there was a time where people would gather around a radio to listen to a game because uh, that was just that was just the main way that people got their games, um, and and we we've, we've progressed and and moved away from it. And this could be, like you said, this could be the beginning of the end for for traditional sports radio. Uh, it it had its it had its era, and and we've now moved uh, to a more technologically advanced uh, system of of TV and streaming and apps and everything. And uh, you know, it, it's it's part of the growth of the sport, and and yeah, I mean, we're, we're moving in that direction. So I, I, I definitely, I definitely think we're probably looking at the beginning of the end of, of traditional sports radio. Um, but again, like I said, if you can get Doug Plagans anywhere, you have to. <laughs> definitely I agree. <laughs> Him and Billy Lindsay, always, um, always yeah. uh, great on the, on the goal calls and, and credit to Doug Plagans because sometimes, sometimes he doesn't have a color analyst and he's doing the whole game by himself. And I'm asking myself, when does this guy get to have a drink of water in the middle of it? Cause you have to have your voice like rested in between commercials and all and, that stuff. <laughs> right. And, you, and, you know, with, with sports radio, it's, it's such a different, it's such a different job. It's, it takes so much because you're, you're communicating with an audience that isn't actually watching. So you have to describe the action, but also paint the picture for them of what, what they're yeah. listening to. So it's, yeah, that way beyond what I'm capable of. It's it takes a, a really really talented person to be able to to be a good sports radio um, announcer. One thing one thing I do want to uh, wrap up on um, 
before we we get out of here um the world juniors is going on and if you guys haven't noticed um this is a later release of wine and wednesday we usually record on tuesday night right now it's 1 13 in the afternoon on a wednesday um our schedules happen to work that way where this is when we're recording so right now we are recording this in the middle of the first game of the quarterfinals of the world juniors uh a championship so there's four games on today um and five, all five Panther prospects are in the in the quarterfinals. Um, and the prospect of the tournament for the Florida Panthers, Casper uh, Puccio, who now has six points in five games, wearing the A um, on 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 his sweater as well. And we've been talking about ever since Mackenzie Weger was traded that the Panthers having 15 mil in in cap space. Of course, they're going to have to probably go after a. A, a defenseman next offseason, but also such a great opportunity um, for w- when Casper Puccio does sign his ELC, hoping that he does. He has until June 1st, 2024 uh, to sign it, but still that this could be an opportunity um, for the Panthers that once he does hopefully sign it, that the Panthers can get such a great contract on a on the cheap. And this is a fifth round pick from just two drafts ago. And this was a trade back that the Panthers got from Toronto. They moved back almost 20 spots. And two of those picks were Casper Puccio and Devin Levi in a trade back from Toronto. So just, and this is Bill Zito's, that was Bill Zito's first draft with the Panthers. And Casper Puccio is performing um, the way he is in the, in the world juniors, the star for the Florida Panthers in, in this tournament of all the prospects and just a great situation. And hopefully, Hey, even with the trade for Uyghur, that the defense defense core for the Panthers um, might not be in as bad shape as many fans might have thought. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he, he's been fantastic to watch. Uh, it's not just the offense either. Uh, for a defenseman, he's put up great offensive numbers over a point per game. Um, but he's he's been really solid defensively. Um, I, I've, I haven't been able to watch every game beginning to end, but what I have seen from him, uh, I, I, see, I see really good mobility for a defenseman. I see good uh, offensive vision, and I, I see a, a really active stick, uh, and that's that's the direction the game has has moved in with with the defenseman um, having to be mobile, having to be active with your stick, and being able to join the rush. Uh, so I really like what I've seen from him, especially as a late round pick. Um, one thing that the last uh, front office did not really do well uh, with with our our drafting was finding these late round guys who could develop and contribute. Uh, hopefully Zito is, is starting to turn the tide with that, um, finding guys in the later rounds who can eventually crack the NHL roster. But the Panthers, they they have not spent a lot of high draft picks on defensemen, uh, and and we're, we're really waiting for a couple of these later round guys to break out. So you think of guys like uh, Mike Benning. Um, Puccio is, is definitely a guy who's, who's opened some eyes, and even some undrafted guys like, like Kirstead is, is another one who the Panthers are, are taking a chance at developing. So um, think of Max Gildon, John Ludwig, all these guys who are, are in the pipeline. They're all defensemen, and, and the door is wide open for one of them to break to break through and, and become a, an NHL contributor. So um, definitely got definitely have our eye on on a, a solid defenseman in Finland right now in Puccio and, and and what he's done in World Juniors. And um, I've also been impressed with with our first rounder uh, for Team USA, uh, Mackie Semiskevich. He's been good too. I had a pretty ridiculous assist. Um, a no look uh, behind the back pass from below the goal line. And I think it was Team USA's first game there. Um, 
really, really wowed me and opened my eyes with that one. So I, I like what I'm seeing from our prospects in, in the World Juniors right now. Mm-hmm. And that goal that you're talking about from Semaskevich, I believe that was on the power play as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So, so great, great to see what the um, Panthers prospects are doing, um, Puccio and Semaskevich uh, specifically. So um, the schedule for the World Juniors uh, today, quarterfinals today um, is uh, – 12, 12, 12 p.m., which is already going on. Finland is currently winning uh, 3-1 to one against Germany. Then Sweden versus Latvia at 3.30. Uh, Canada versus Switzerland at um, 7 o'clock, which no Panther prospects in that game, but still many, many great players to, to watch. Kent Johnson, Connor Bedard, uh, to, just to name a few. And then at 10.30, Mackie Semaskevich uh, will be taking on Jacob Ka- uh, Jakob Kaz of uh, Czechia. Uh, at 10:30 tonight, so lots of great hockey to watch tonight. F- 15 hours worth of of hockey, um, it, even though we're in, in our off season, but a, a lot to watch today. Um, and the uh, s- semifinals will be Friday, and then the final will be this Saturday, a- August 20th. So, uh, Jacob, I want to thank you for joining on this Wine Ins Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Great to have you back as always. Um, tell everybody where they can follow you online. Yes, sir. You can find me online at pantherparkway.com and you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob1 into 8. Um, yeah, it's awesome to be back. Uh, I'll definitely be uh, back in my regular spot uh, going forward. Awesome. And thank, thank you so much, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the off-season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you expert analysis every Monday through Friday. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Sarma Mondovelez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day. <laughs>